You're listening to a Pave Media show. Visit pavemedia.net for more podcasts and video entertainment. So, John, when the dog bites and when the bee stings and when you're feeling sad, what are some of your favourite things that you think about? Oh, you ruined my joke. <laughs> can I ask it again? Can you just ask what are a few of your favourite things, please? I had a whole joke prepared. It's not a very good one, but it's all I can think of right now. <laughs> okay. So, John, what are some of your favourite things? What are a few of your favourite things? Get it right. Fucking hell. <laughs> so, John, tell me a few of your favourite things. Uh, well, I like the wigs. Mm-hmm. Olivia Coleman was pretty good, obviously. That scene with all the bunnies. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a great joke, John. It was certainly worth the outcome oh, to be found. <laughs> Welcome everybody to Beyond the Box Set, a podcast where we put prequels, sequels and spin-offs to films that don't have any. I'm Harry and joining me as always is John. Hello. And this week we are doing, for our 101st episode, we are doing an absolute classic. It is mm-hmm. The Sound of Music. This was chosen by our Patreons, mainly Louise, mm-hmm. um, and also the uh, the audience of our 100th episode. Yes, which was a smashing success. Yes. Um, however, I am glad it's over. Same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was... Uh, that was really something. It was a lot of work, but uh, I think it paid off. And I'm yeah. sure we'll do it again sometime. It'll be just as much fun. Yeah. Cool. Um, so you said that you've seen this film before, but maybe not all the way through. No, I've never seen this before. I mean, I've seen bits, obviously, because who hasn't? Okay. How? How have you never seen this film before? Is this not a film that everybody has seen? I'm sorry, who are you? I'm, I'm the guy who's not seen anything, but I've seen The Sound of Music. Sure. Well, I don't know. We, we weren't really a big musicals family. My parents don't really like musicals very much. Okay. So a lot of the big classic musicals just kind of weren't things that I generally saw. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't know. It just never happened for me. I was never particularly into them either. So just passed me by. I kind of felt like I'd seen it without seeing it. Well. Mm-hmm. Um, you've seen it a lot though. I've seen it a fair few times. Not not a lot, but enough to enough to know it. Okay. Like I don't know every single moment that's going to happen. So for example, just about a year ago at New Year's, me, my parents, two of my sisters, we all sat down and just watched this as our New Year's Eve film, I think it was. Okay. Or maybe a Christmas Day film or something. I don't know. It feels and, more Christmas Day. Uh, yeah. And um, they all sang along to everything and, <laughs> and were like speaking along with, with the words. My family knows this very well. Well, to be fair, your family aren't entirely dissimilar to the Von Trapps in many ways. I mean, <laughs> you live out in the hills. There's a lot of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your dad's constantly being recruited by the Nazis. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. So yeah, I can see how it might appeal to you. Um, well, yeah, this film's got um, uh, a bit of emo- emotional connection to our family because uh, my granny, who passed away last month, mm-hmm. this was her favourite film Aww. by a long way. Mm-hmm. So much so that at the funeral when she was carried out of the church, uh, they played the overture, the, the credits music at the start of the film, they played that. Aww. Yeah. It was really nice. That's lovely. Um, I but- need to change everything I'm about to say about this film. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've asked my dad about it, and uh, he's, he's got this text here that I'd like to read to you. Sure. Um, so, Granny and her current bezel met every Wednesday evening through the 1960s. Granny who, sorry? Cousin Beryl. Co- cousin Beryl, okay. Um, they met every Wednesday evening through the 1960s and usually went to the cinema. They'd choose a film in the evening as there were multiple options in those days. When The Sound of Music was released around 1965, they loved it 
and so they went to see it again the following week. When they met up the Wednesday after that, there was nothing better on, so they just went to see it again. <laughs> this happened just about every Wednesday for over a year, occasionally interrupted by other good films, but there weren't many to compete with. I would say Granny saw it at the cinema well over 50 times. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> this was like the Titanic of its day. I like, guess, yeah. Just well, kept going to see it. Yeah. Um, yeah, which is amazing, isn't it? Yeah, she was always... It was always on about the sound of music, and we've watched it. We've all watched it a few times with Granny, and it was, sure. it was great. So, okay. yeah, there's that. Um, now, Louise, I know that you picked this film because you thought I was going to hate it because it's a musical, but my God, I love this film. Oh, okay. So good. <laughs> what, what did you think of it, then? Yeah, it was okay. Mm-hmm. We'll definitely roll reverse this week. <laughs> it was fine. Um, yeah? No, I, I mean, I think it is one of those films, like so many, that are like family classics and... You have to really love it as a child to really love it. Mm-hmm. It was nice. It's so long. <laughs> it's so very, very long. Well, there's a break in the middle. but There you is, know, which but... is a sign of a film being very, very long. Well, yeah, but also maybe you don't watch it hungover. That's true. Well, I had no choice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, John has spent pretty much the whole week trying to edit down the 100th episode and get it out on time. And my God. Yes. I didn't want to drop you out. Thank you, yes. So, yeah... Consequently, I only really had today to do it. Yeah. I mean, I could have not had a drink yesterday, but God, I needed it. So. <laughs> <laughs> I regret nothing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, this is a... I, I can see why it's a classic. I think the main thing is about, about this film is that it is just... The soundtrack is what makes it, obviously. Mm-hmm. It is just hit after hit after hit mm-hmm. after hit. Up to a certain point, which we'll get to. Um because I don't think there's much to the story. Even there's it's... definitely much to the story. I'll do a plot summary. But firstly, do you think there's any musical numbers in this which are not good? Because um... obviously there's some that are way more iconic than others. Yes. But is there any that, you know, they, 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 they fall a bit flat? You know, is it like Greece, where it's got one or two that are really good, and mm-hmm. then the rest of it is like, oh God, this is... Let's no. fast forward this. No, I was surprised by how many of them are... Bonafide classics. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of the one, the love song between Julie Andrews and Christopher Plummer. I can't remember what it's. Is it something good oh, or something? Which one's that again? It's like somewhere in my past I must have done something good. Hence, that oh yeah, yeah, it's kind of forgettable. Yeah, it is a bit forgettable. Yeah. Edelweiss is a bit boring. What Edelweiss is amazing. Yeah, and do you not find that when he sings it on stage? Do you not find that quite an emotional scene? Not really. Really. <laughs> Well, I didn't but really feel say, very emotional. He's, he's saying goodbye to the country he loves, and the whole audience knows it, and and they, and they know that like what's coming is going to be very difficult and unhappy for them. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, there's just kind of a big sort of farewell moment. Do I you, mean, yes. You not get that at all? So I don't know. I just you know when he, when he when he gets up on stage and just says, "My fellow Austrians." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember the scene. Yeah. No, I can't say it moved me. Sorry, yeah. I was stony-eyed. Oh, well, okay. Yeah. And controversially, perhaps, not the biggest fan of the title song. What, the sound of music? The sound of the hills are alive with the sound of music. It's, yeah, it's got that opening line. And then it's really boring. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, there's, there's not much more to the song. Yeah. Yeah, it's not it's not as catchy or as memorable as, uh, yeah. as a lot of the others. Yeah, although the film really beats you over the head with it, so I felt like by the end I'd kind of succumbed to it, just because it keeps coming back over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, well, what are some of your favourite musical numbers then? What would you say is your number one? Uh, Do Re Mi, I think. Okay. That's pretty good. Also, uh, favourite things. Favourite things, yeah. 
High in the Hill with a Lonely Go. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. It, yeah. go, it goes on for much longer than I remember. It does. That's a long scene. Yeah, yeah. Not, not, not that it's bad, because the whole thing, I'm just like, wow, this is an amazing puppet show. Yeah, it is. It's very impressive. High on a hill was a lonely goat herd lay, hoodlay, hoodlay, hee-ho. Loud was the voice of the lonely goat herd lay, hoodlay, Folks in a town that was quite remote heard lay, hoodlay, hoodlay, hee-ho. Lusty and clear from the goat herd's throat heard lay, hoodlay, hoodlay, Oh, holy, holy, oh, oh, holy, Okay, so plot summary. Go for it. Essentially, Maria is on top of a hill, but she should be in the nunnery. Yes. Um, and uh, she is a nun. Because she, she is she is a nun who doesn't really want to be a nun. Yeah. Um, Did the film ever explain why, why she a became a nun? Uh, she did say at one point in that meeting that she had with the mother superior. Mm-hmm. But I forget. It really seems like a job she's not suited, or a vocation that she's not suited to mm. in the slightest. And all the nuns know it, and yeah. so they have a big song about where they just all complain and bitch about her. This, this may be my favourite song, They, they really do, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> and there's, there's one of the nuns who just goes for it. Whenever mm. she gets a line, yeah. she's just like, she's a cow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, what could be better than bitchy nuns singing? Yeah. Like? <laughs> Everybody else is just like she's a lamb. Yeah. You know, she she's a clown. <laughs> she's never late for anything except all the meals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This nun is bearing a lot of resentment. Yeah. I did then find the the, the reprise of that song weirdly placed mm-hmm. as the song that's being sung when she's walking down the aisle later in the film. Oh, so it is. Yeah. Like people are calling her a clown and stuff. No, she's getting married. <laughs> it's her wedding day. Don't call the, her a clown. It's the revenge of the nuns. <laughs> Yes, and so the nuns, uh, they're trying to deal with the problem like Maria, as the song goes, and they decide to send her off to become a governess to mm-hmm. the Von Trapp family children. Yes. Of which there are seven. Indeed. Um, Without looking, can you name all seven? No. No. <laughs> what? Is uh, that your favourite film? That's not what I've said. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's not my favourite film. Um, let's have a look. Liesel. Mm-hmm. There's Gretel. Yeah. Kurt. Yeah. Marta. Yeah. That's four, isn't it? Yeah. You've got three more. No, I'm not going to get them. Uh, so it's Liesel, Friedrich, Luisa, Kurt, Begita, Marta and Gretel. I could have got Friedrich. I wouldn't have got the other two. Okay. I mean, um, aside from Liesel and Gretel, none of the other ones matter in the slightest. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. They have nothing to do. Yeah. So Maria gets sent out to Captain Von Trapp, yes, and uh, she sings her way there, mm-hmm. um, which, which I love. I love any scene that is a conversation or a song or something that takes place in multiple locations. Yeah, because what do they pause? <laughs> it's just like I'm just going to send this bus for, uh, for for an hour or so, and. Uh, then carry on singing for a minute and then stop. Yeah. Well, the other thing is that I felt like most of the songs in this musical are diegetic. What does it like, mean? Which means they're actually being sung. Sometimes in a musical, the singing. Oh is yes, just I, I was going to ask this. Do they know they're singing? Yeah. And I, it's not consistent. Because most of the time, I think they are because it's performance. Yeah, I think that the stuff that she does, yes, mm-hmm. um, that's all she she is. Sit like she talks about it that she sings. Yeah. But uh, things like. You are sixteen, going on seventeen, or whatever the song is. Yeah. Um, that uh, Liesel and what's his name? Ralph. Ralph or Rolf. Um, Ralph, yeah, yeah they, they sing. No, they're not. They're not singers. 
Sure, yeah. Um, well, <laughs> they're literally not singers. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and you know, then the nuns, when 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 they're bitching about it, one of them saying like, "Oh, and I caught her singing in the abbey." Yeah, it's like you're singing in the abbey. It's a good point. What a hypocritical bitch! <laughs> right now. <laughs> Yeah, um, I was just thinking about that song. Uh, is it I have confidence in me that she sings. Yeah, she's singing yeah. her way to the Von Trapps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because on that she's like singing on a bus and on a coach and on a train. Mm-hmm. And I just kept thinking, I really wanted some of the other passengers to be like, "Will you shut up?" Because yeah. <laughs> she's really going for it. Yeah, as well. yeah, she's really belting it. Yeah. Somehow I will impress them. I will be firm but kind. And all those children, heaven bless them, they will look up to me and mind me with each step I am more certain. Everything will turn out fine. I have confidence the world can all be mine. They'll have to agree I have confidence in me. So Von Trapp is played by Christopher Plummer, mm-hmm. who famously hates this movie. Does he? Yeah, he cannot stand it. <laughs> he's really good in it. Yeah, well, I think his grumpiness is something he brought to the character mm. by the fact that he didn't really like the role, or he didn't like. The, he thought the film was far too sugary and sentimental and mm-hmm. silly. And to this day, the fact that it's like the most famous thing he's ever done kind of haunts him. Yeah. I mean, he's Christopher Plummer. He's done lots of other things, but uh, yeah, yeah. But this is definitely his number one. Yeah, and I don't think he's particularly. Happy about that. Oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah. But before it was Christopher Plummer, one of the people considered for the role of the captain was Sean Connery. Okay, yeah, that's not a bad show. I mean, I mean it, would, it would be a bad show. It would be a terrible show. <laughs> what are you talking about? It would be awful. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> well, that would have been interesting too, because another thing about this film is the accents. It's all English. They're all like, yeah, it's it's like a reverse Schwarzenegger situation. Yeah. It's a bunch of Austrians, yeah. you know, very much, the whole plot is about the Austrian, but they all have the most pristine British accents. Mm-hmm. But at least they've got like the generic British accent, like the received pronunciation. Mm, yeah. If you had Sean Connery in there as like a random Scot, because yeah. you know he never changes his accent. Yeah. That would have made it even more like, where are we? So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, and from there, that's when she kind of gets acquainted with the children, and mm-hmm. I think that night there's a there's a storm or whatever, and so they all run into her bedroom because mm-hmm. they're well, scared. First- Liesel has her running with Rolf. Oh yeah, Le- yeah. So Liesel is having this relationship with the uh, the, the male boy. I guess. Yeah. No, not her brother. No. Oh, the, oh, the, the, the telegram boy. Yeah. I thought you meant male as in the male boy, as in... As, it, as opposed to... <laughs> no, I, mean, I, thought you meant, I thought you meant one of her siblings. Yep. Yes. No. Okay, um, yes, so Liesel is the oldest one. She's 16 going on 17, mm-hmm. as that endlessly creepy song mm-hmm. says. Uh, although the actress was clearly a lot older. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she is 35. Yep. She's like 23, I think. Which I found funny, because she, she did... She was distractingly older than all the others. Yes, it was. It was yeah. a little bit, yeah, here's five kids and an adult. And it's weird. A because, grown woman. Like. Because it's not like they went with somebody who can sing or act or mm-hmm. do the job. Yeah. You know, I'd understand if they're just like, oh, well, we couldn't really find the right person who looked the right age, but we did get this person who will be really good. Yeah. You know, we got Tobey Maguire to play Spider-Man. Sure. It can work. Mm-hmm. But no, this one, she couldn't do anything. No, no, she was a bit... She like bland. Yeah, like her, her singing wasn't great. Her dialogue reading was extremely wooden. Yes. And whenever she wasn't doing that, she was just having like reaction shots. <laughs> like there's a she has a scene in Maria's bedroom. They have a scene together and it's just Maria talking and then it's the camera keeps cutting to really soft focus on her face on mm. uh Liesel's face. She's just doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it's really weird. I found that some of the camera work in this film quite bizarre. It was. It's very dark. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many scenes that are just shot in like full shadow. Hmm? 
Oh, if you want me to ruin Lisa for you even more, the actress, because she was like in her 20s, obviously, she was only like 15 years younger than Christopher Plummer, mm-hmm. so, who plays her dad, obviously, mm. and they massively fancied each other and almost had an affair. Oh, so, all right, cool. Just imagine all that sexual tension. Wow. And also all the boy kids all, all really fancied Liesl as well, so all of her brothers in the film fancy her, so it's just this whole weird <laughs> sexual tension happening. Like, wow. The actors who played the brothers have talked about it since. There's a few like group shots of the brothers where you can see all the boys just like staring at her like... <laughs> Just actively warning on their own sister. <laughs> Weird. Uh, so she is having this kind of very chaste romance with Ralph the Telegraph Boy, mm. who doesn't come around very often. Um, <laughs> Sorry, Ralph the Telegraph Boy. Yeah. And then they have you, this... you, No, you've, you've not clocked that you misspoke there. Telegram Boy. Telegraph, telegraph boy. is like a telegraph pole. Oh, right, okay. I'm just imagining a telegraph pole. <laughs> like, I'm like a man dressed as a telegraph <laughs> pole. Like, oh, I love you. Just doing that whole song and dance number. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but he has one of the more extreme transformations from speaking to singing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, because I think everyone but Julie Andrews is dubbed in this film. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure no one else is actually singing their own songs. Christopher Plummer? I don't think so. Okay. Well, it's Maybe. Just, it's just because he's only doing sort of soft song. Yeah. He's not really... He doesn't really have any loud numbers, so mm. I just assumed that, yeah, maybe. He might be. I've got a feeling I read he was dubbed, but certainly the children and... Like the, the nun, mm. Mother Superior, mm-hmm. who like at the age of 90 belts into this whole aria when she does climb every mountain, which I found very funny. But um, yeah, Ralph goes... Do you know that she was nominated for Best Supporting Actress? I for know, this? right? What? She's like barely visible. Yeah. <laughs> I guess she was a real well-respected actress at the time, wasn't it? Justice for Liesl, man. I thought you just said Liesl was a terrible actress. <laughs> Don't worry about Father. He's a big naval hero. He was even decorated by the Emperor. I know. I don't worry about him, but I do worry about his daughter. Me? Why? Well, you're so... What? Well, you're such a baby. I'm 16. What's such a baby about that? You wait, little girl, on an empty stage for fate to turn the light on. Your life, little girl, is an empty page that men will want to write on. So yeah, then there's the scene in her bedroom where all the kids come in because they're scared of the storm. And there's a whole big song and dance about it, which was good fun. And then uh, the captain comes in mm-hmm. and he's like, what's all this singing? And tells, and everybody lines up and then they all get sent to bed. And then he's like, right, Maria, I'm going for a few days. And uh, when, I, when I come back, I want the kids to be, you know, doing great or whatever. I don't know. Doing chores. Yeah. Um, it's clear from the start that's not going to happen. Like, yeah. She makes no bones about the fact that she's not suitable for the job yeah, that he wants her to do. Exactly, right? yeah. Like, she she talks back to him a lot. Yeah. And it's great because he's not the kind of person you talk back to. Which mm-hmm. is, he's, he's got some great reactions to it. Yes. To well, I think he quite back. likes it. I think that's why he can, ends up fancying her a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he goes away for a while and she, well, she wants their children to have some new clothes and she's like, well, I don't have any material for clothes. <gasps> Wait, what's this on the walls? Curtains. <gasps> oh! <laughs> and then in the course of, what, a few hours, like mm-hmm. three or four hours, the kids have all got these very well-fitting, entirely unique styles as well. <laughs> like each child has their own style of clothing mm-hmm. that's just all from this same material, including like hats and yeah. stuff. <laughs> like, so she, it, she must have Got some of that Mary Poppins magic to, to help mm-hmm. her with this. Because otherwise, she's not having any sleep. True. Well, I also wondered, this is literally her first day on the job. Yeah. Is nobody mad that she's ripped up a load of possibly quite valuable curtains? Mm. 
Also, you might probably is tired because now all the sun's going to get into her bedroom and she's going to be yeah. not, get a, not get a wink of sleep. Yeah, yeah. So she made a big error there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I did like the, the clothes, though. Yes, they were very good. And so that's when we get uh, probably the, the best part of the film is where they do do Ray Me, okay. which, again, goes on for quite a while as well. So yeah. I think they're all up in the mountains or something. They've just gone for a picnic. Which they leave. Sort of thing. Yeah, yes, they, they totally. Did. They fully abandoned that picnic because the next scene. Yeah. I was wondering because they start like dancing away from it. And I was like, "Is anyone going to pick that up?" Mm. And then the next scene, they're just skipping merrily along the Rhine, and there's not a bag to be seen. Yeah. So yeah, then this this song really does go on for quite a while actually, and there's even a costume change. There is. What was that about? <laughs> Where did, what curtains did those come from? I don't. I don't know. Like, why was there a costume change? Yeah. And then yes, which curtains? Yeah. What happened? I don't know. I like to think that they were actually imaginary costumes. They okay. wanted to be looking like that, but in reality, they're looking like the curtains. They're just dressed in rags. Because yeah. then, when you see them later, when the captain comes back from his trip, whatever that is, they're wearing the curtains again. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess that's what that was. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they have a few days of just playing about and... What know, do you think the time frame is? Is it just a few days all this happens over? Yeah, I think that, that was just a few days. Okay, fair yeah. enough. Um, and, and they did um, say that this is in the summer holidays, so they're not oh, going okay. to school or anything. Okay, right, sure. So yeah, that, that all makes sense. They've, they've, they've covered that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so the captain comes back and he's got two friends with him. He's got a baroness who he um, later plans on marrying. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's got a gay uncle Max who I, I didn't clock was getting told this last watch I through. I still hadn't clocked. I mean, I, sort of, I thought he probably was. Like, he seemed fairly, yeah. you know... Yeah, campy, but I don't. Think, it wasn't ever said out loud, was it? Like, no, no, it wasn't. No, but, but yeah, he probably was. To be fair, He's yeah, big fan of musical theatre and yeah. <laughs> noticeably unpartnered. Mm-hmm. No, I, I just noticed there was, there was a bit where where somebody offered him a strudel and he was like, "Oh, that'd be my third strudel." And there was something that he said okay. that just like, "Wow, well, okay, I didn't notice that before." Okay, <laughs> I'll go back and look. Yeah, <laughs> edit a clip in. Yes. More strudel, Herr Detweiler? How many have I had? Two. Make it an uneven three. <laughs> I always thought he was evil for some reason. I don't know why, because he didn't do a bad thing in the no. film. Well, I, having not seen it before, that's where I thought it was going to go. I thought that him and the Baroness were just going to be... They were going to like, try to steal all the money or something. Yeah, I, I thought they were the bad guys, and they were trying to, like... Because they talk about the money and stuff, I mm. thought they were going to try and marry into the family to try and steal all the money, you know? Yeah. And take advantage, which the Baroness is kind of trying to do, but she doesn't really fight very hard for it. Well, no, I think that she... As far as I can tell, she's just innocently just getting married. Yeah. Like... She likes the captain. He likes her too. They're getting married. Turns out he doesn't like her enough. Yeah. Yeah, I felt kind of bad for her in this film, really. Like, yeah, I mean, like, the captain's not awful to her, just yeah. he didn't, the captain didn't realise that he fancied somebody else. Yeah. No, but there's definitely a version of this film from her perspective where she's just this innocent woman planning a wedding and then some bitch nun turns yeah. and <laughs> sings a few songs and steals her man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's just she didn't so, like children. I guess, yeah. yeah. I did like that bit when... I think Gay Uncle Max says something like, so what are you going to do about the children? She says, well, there's this wonderful thing called boarding school. <laughs> yeah. It's like, great. There must be an easier way. <laughs> I get a fiendish delight thinking of you as the mother of seven. Mm-hmm. How do you plan to do it? Darling, haven't you ever heard of a delightful little thing called boarding school? <laughs> Baroness Machiavelli. Well, the Baroness and, and um, Uncle Max are just hanging about, staying with them for a few days in their incredible house. They are wealthy. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Very wealthy. Literally like gold-plated walls. Yeah. It's insane. <laughs> um, oh, I love their house. And just like the, the gardens and everything. It was just so Oh, yeah, incredible. it was pure property porn. And of course, it was landscape porn as well. Like, mm. So much Austria. Yeah. Because yeah. like that one 
well, I don't know about the house itself, but at least the location there was completely real. Like when mm. you see them at, at the lake, like that's not a canvas backdrop, which no. they do do on occasion later in the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this film, they really went all out on filming on location. Yeah. It's... It and, shows that it works. Like, yeah, yeah, it really works. Mm-hmm. And they must have had great fun. I'm sure they did, yeah. yeah. Fun fact about this film is that it was a huge hit all over the world. Mm. It's, in fact, was the highest grossing film of all time for a while. Mm-hmm. The only place it wasn't Th- hit. Thanks to Granny Trapple, that is. Yeah, she, she probably contributed a fair bit, yeah. <laughs> weekly viewings. But yeah, I did read that it was in cinemas for like five years, which is wow. madness. Well, like, was VHS no, yeah, films even close run, to being a thing? No, though? films obviously did run for longer in the 60s, mm. so yeah. But yeah, the, the only place the film was not a hit was in Germany and Austria, where it flopped. And to this day, it's not a popular film there. Really? They know about it because people always come to Austria like, can we see the sound of music? Let's go up the hill, I want to sing the song. Mm. But Austrians don't really like it very much. Because mm. uh, they have their own version that came out first, apparently. Because it's based on a true story. Mm-hmm. Um, so apparently there was a, ver- a film that came out first that told the story in, in, in German. So when there was enough one out three years later, and they were like, so. <laughs> and also apparently the costumes and stuff. And obviously the accents as well, but the costumes are not authentic to... They're very stereotypical. It looks quite silly to an Austrian person. Mm-hmm. It'd be like if you watched a film set in England and everyone was dressed as a beef eater. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. This film adaptation, was it based off a musical as well? Was it a stage show? Yes. So it's a real thing. It's a real It's a real story. You know, Obviously, loosely, loosely ad- adapted. Yeah. There was a real governess called Maria von Trapp who married a wealthy Austrian military person with seven children. Mm-hmm. You know, helped raise his kids. And, and I think they did, in, in fact, escape from the Nazis mm-hmm. over, over the Alps into Italy mm-hmm. and then yeah and then that became a film in German and then there was a stage musical that was a huge huge hit and then uh, yeah then they made it a film which was also a huge huge hit great yeah. so yeah from well, where were we uh, they have the puppet show mm-hmm. there's a few oh, other things ahead. and then uh, and then Max is just like hey I'm doing a song contest um, <laughs> in, a, in, a, in a couple of weeks mm-hmm. I could do with a headline act, really. Mm-hmm. Probably I should already have one, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, how about you guys? Mm-hmm. And initially they're like, no, no, that'd be silly. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. Mm. And so like, all right, okay, let's have a party. Mm-hmm. And they have a party, which looks brilliant. Mm-hmm. Loads of people that, that you've never seen. Oh, that's where we get another another uh, one of my favourites. Oh, oh, so long. Yeah. We're just saying goodbye. Yeah. Not as big a fan of that one. Really? It's just it's 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 kid singing. It, it doesn't. It, it. I don't like it. It's fun. I guess. Oh, I liked it. I liked all the sort of choreography to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was very energetic. It was very colourful, but mm-hmm. yeah. But again, I felt really bad for Liesel. She's like twenty six, <laughs> and she's having to go to bed with all the kids. And she's like, maybe I could stay up and have my first glass of wine. And the dad's yeah. like, no. It's like she's of legal age. <laughs> Let the girl mix it up a bit. We're so emotionally stunted hanging out with these like eight year olds. Yeah. It's like he makes no differentiation between the ages of his different kids. No, like they're all just. And maybe that's deliberate, because I think Maria says at one point, Liesel's about to become a woman and you've not even noticed. Mm. He obviously doesn't pay them a lot of attention, but yeah, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. No wonder she ends up nearly marrying a Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so at this party, um, Maria tries to teach one of the kids to dance, and then the captain's just like, get lost. I'm Maria, dance with me. And yeah. they have a dance. And, through uh, the magic of dance. Yeah, through the magic of dance, they, 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 they fall in love. Mm-hmm. And um, intermission. Yeah. Well, the Baroness then kind of Gaslights Maria into going away. Oh, yeah. I like I like that. Scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And then there's an intermission, and then the film um, suddenly becomes a lot less musical and a lot more dramatic. This was weird because the intermission happens, and then it's it it just straight away goes like boom, Nazis everywhere, yeah. like mm-hmm. swastikas, people saying Heil Hitler, yeah. and 
Imagine if you like went to the bathroom or something in the cinema during this mission and came back. <laughs> you're like, did I come back into the wrong screen? Yeah, the same film. Like, yeah. yeah, it is crazy how different it is. Yeah, but but then suddenly it very quickly changes. Like you got this whole big Nazi scene at the start, and like, yeah, the Telegram boys has joined the Nazis now, and it's all mm-hmm. a bit sad. Oh God, bloody hell! And then it's like, boom, Eurovision. Yes, <laughs> Eurovision. I like yeah. how in in your mind this. Singing contest they're entering is the a very early edition of the Eurovision Song Contest. <laughs> <laughs> but you missed a bit though, because actually before the Nazis, I think after the intermission, but before the Nazis, mm. it is the wedding after the intermission. It is because yeah. the intermission is when she leaves, right? Yeah. So then after the intermission, before the Nazis kick in, we have the Baroness trying to bond with the kids, and obviously she doesn't really like the kids, so mm-hmm. it's, it's uncomfortable. Then her and the captain break up. The kids go to the nunnery, mm-hmm. but they can't find Julie. The other nuns won't let her see them. Then Julie goes to the mother of Superior, who sings her Climb Every Mountain song, mm-hmm. which, um, again, like I said, ridiculous switch from speaking to singing. Like, yeah. And also, again, she's shot in full shadow. It's weird. But got an Oscar nomination for she it. She did. She'd, yeah, I think she was shot, shot in shadow because she couldn't get the lip sync right. Mm-hmm. So she was actively not doing her job very well. Yeah. And boom, Oscar. Great. Not, not the last time that happened, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, but what I found weird was that it's like the film came to a very natural feeling ending. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, there's another 40 minutes of this. Yeah. Because basically, yeah, you see them, you know, she, the captain realizes he's true love as Maria, not the Baroness. Mm-hmm. Then Julie has a moment of realization herself. She goes back to reconnect with the family, mm-hmm. big emotional reunion, big wedding scene, you know, boom. She goes, she's got the fabulous dress. Mm-hmm. She's walking down the aisle, they have the wedding. And the whole overture plays and the camera pans up like like it literally that the credits are going to roll at this moment mm. and then so I was like oh it, it's over yeah oh. and then just keeps going yeah yeah. it's weird and then it becomes yeah and then it just becomes this Nazi drama for 45 minutes <laughs> um, yeah it does and it's it's good that last Did 40 you? that last 45 minutes I don't I don't really feel like it's it's dragging or it needs to be cut out no. that's one thing I've got to say for this film it is just under three hours long mm-hmm. but for me it doesn't drag I wouldn't say it dragged. I did notice that they, about after after the intermission, they totally ran out of songs. Well, yeah, there are did. no new songs yeah. in the second half. It's just they keep reprising all the old ones. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a choice, but yeah. Well, there's a happy half and there's a sad half of the film. Sure, I, I guess. guess. Yeah. She gets with them. They get married. Mm-hmm. Um, they almost live happily ever after. But then he gets a letter saying that he's got to enlist in the military or something because yes, he, obviously he's a captain. Yeah. Um, yes, because he doesn't he doesn't support the Nazis. The Germans have mm. taken over Austria; they've annexed Austria, and so all Austrian military have to now join the Nazis. Mm. And he doesn't want to, so he tries to resist, and then he's kind of commanded to. And so it's yeah, he's never going to do it. He's going to go to prison. Yeah. So instead, they run away. Well, they try to run away, and then they, they, they do a very bad job of trying to run away, yeah, pushing a car down a road very very slowly. Yes. Yeah, and then turning it on just like as soon as they're out of their driveway, just like. Yeah. Further. <laughs> Go further. <laughs> so then they get escorted to the song contest where mm-hmm. somebody from the military is just making sure that, you know, they're there and it's going to take the captain away at the end. That's it. Yeah, it's like a stalling technique. They're like, well, yes, we'll go. And, well, of course we'll go to the see the military. But first, you know, we have to do this performance. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And um, everybody at the performance is on the, is on the Von Trapp side. Yeah. You know, they're, they're enjoying the performance and everything. And then Max, who's uh, comparing the, mm-hmm. uh, the, the event, uh, he's 
he's delaying at the end, giving the results and mm-hmm. saying, look, and third place goes to this crazy woman. Oh, who is, comes... that, is that why the crazy woman was bowing so much? Was she killing yeah. time? Yeah, they, they, they were delaying. Oh, I thought, I didn't get that. I just thought she was just some random crazy extra. Like, no, no. Oh, that makes more sense. That's cool. Yeah. I like that character more now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? So all the contestants, they were just like, they, they, they were into it. Just like, okay, we need to delay so that these guys can get away and mm-hmm. run across the border. Sure, sure, sure. Before the country falls apart. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, yeah, it, it it works. They managed to pull the eyes over the uh, the evil Nazi. They do hide in the in the nunnery, mm-hmm. which is quite a tense scene. Yeah. I'd say, and but uh, then you get the Nazi boyfriend reunion. Yes. Like, don't you hate it when you're dating someone and they just become a Nazi? <laughs> <laughs> Ralph becomes a full blown mm. Nazi soldier. Yeah. And he doesn't really get redeemed either. Yeah. Like, there's a moment where where you think like, oh, he could. He's given the option to, yeah. hey, you can quit the Nazis now and come with us. Mm-hmm. And he just doesn't doesn't do it at all. Nope. He's just full on like, nope. I've made my peace with it. Yep, I'm a Nazi. Mm. I'm never going to regret this. <laughs> yeah. This is the right decision for me at this moment. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so they, they managed to get away because some of the nuns steal the car parts. That was pretty badass. It really was. <laughs> <laughs> that was um, pretty cool. And uh, superior, I have, I have sinned. Yeah, they, 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 they drive into the mountains and then the film closes with them crossing the Alps on foot. Mm-hmm. Now, fun fact... In real life, the family just got on a train to Italy. Mm-hmm. If they actually had t- attempted to hike from the city they're in, is it Salzburg? Uh, I don't know. It, it is stated where they are. If they'd actually attempted to hike over the Alps to get to Italy from where they were, because mm-hmm. I think they were closer to the German border, mm-hmm. they would absolutely. It would have taken two years. <laughs> wow. One foot, like something like two years. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> okay, sure. So yeah, they, they have a long. I don't. Know, maybe that's your sequel. I don't know. But they have a long journey ahead of them. Mm. Yeah. Cool. Um, drinking games. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Okay, my first one is drink whenever somebody says the word dough. Oh, that's a good one, yeah. <laughs> like a Homer Simpson annoyed grunt, just like dough. Well, it, it can work for both, but I was more thinking yeah. dough, Remy. Yeah. I think they've done that joke in The Simpsons, actually. Yeah. Yeah, they've run over a deer, and he goes dough, and then Bart goes a deer, and then Marge goes a female deer. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Um, yeah, that'd be that'd be a good one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my first one is drink whenever Julie runs. Yeah. Okay. She's, she really like. There's a lot of sprinting in this film. Like, not, does, just, yeah. not just like, you know, womanly, like properly, like mm-hmm. Usain Bolt in it. Mm-hmm. It's funny. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. She could really run. Mm-hmm. Um, drink throughout the intermission. Oh, wow. Just waterfall. Yeah. Okay. Sounds dangerous, but whatever. Not the really. idea is to go to the bathroom during the intermission, not to make yourself <laughs> need the bathroom. Drink for dodgy dubbing moments. Oh, yeah, definitely. So many. Yeah. So many. So my favourite is definitely when Ralph the Nazi, Telegram Boy, just changes completely. Mm. I also like the more superior, like I mentioned. I also really like there's a bit at the end when they're singing the reprise of So Long Farewell mm-hmm. and little Gretel gets to do her bit and her mouth isn't even remotely in sync with what's coming out of it. <laughs> it is actively terrible. Aww, <laughs> poor little Gretel. Mm. Um, drink for soft focus. Yes. There's a lot in this. Mm. Um, and not, not just in the romance scenes. I mean, in all the romance scenes. Yeah. But also, yeah, like I said, it was Liesl in uh, Maria's bedroom and a few, a few other bits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a lot of it. Yeah. Uh, drink for weird reaction shots. Okay. Yeah. My favourite is the scene where Liesl and Ralph the Telegram Boy again, when they do 16 going on 17, and then it ends with them having a kiss, mm. which I think we're to understand is her first kiss. Mm-hmm. She has the weirdest reaction I've ever seen. <laughs> like she, Does she? Do you remember it? No. Oh, you should bring it up. Have I, have I still got it on QuickTime? Yeah, you do. Oh, 
What a weirdo. It's a very strange reaction. Yeah, the way it's shot though with the shadow light over her face, it blocks out half her teeth. She looks like an actual witch. It's bizarre. Um, so yeah, drink for... Yeah. Was that yours or mine? Uh, I think that was mine, drink for strange reactions, yeah. Yes. Um, drink whenever you hear a song being reprised in the score. Yeah, well... I, know, I noticed it in a lot of things, not just songs getting repeated for like, say, the wedding scene that we talked about, mm-hmm. but other bits, say, at the party... Um, the music that's being played, like there's a quartet playing, and they're just doing little bits of like, here's a bit of do re mi, here's a bit of yeah, one of my favourite things. Yeah, I think um, that's why the songs are so memorable because they keep hitting you over the head with them all the time. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Uh, and lastly, drink for weird lighting. Weird lighting, yeah, yes, like lots of sh- lots of especially shadowy stuff like the Liesel scene, the Mother Superior. There's just lots of scenes when it's very dark for such mm-hmm. a light, bright, and shiny film. Yeah, I've got two more which probably aren't very good, but drink whenever the Saki nun is brutal in her insults to Maria. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen specific drinking game? But yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and also drink whenever someone says Austria. Oh, okay, that's good. You know the Saki nun. Yeah, is she one of the nuns who sabotages the car at the end? Yes. Oh, so she has a bit, she has a bit of a redemption then, I guess. Yes. Cool. Okay. So yeah, that's that. Okay. Very good. How do you solve a problem like Maria? How do you catch a cloud and pin it down? How do you find a word that means Maria? Liberty gibbet, a will of the wisp, a clown. Cool. Um, sequels? Patreon. Ah, Patreon, yeah. I forgot what's important. <laughs> Money. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, okay, so if, if you've listened and enjoyed any of our episodes, then please, well, firstly, I mean, let us know. Yeah. That's, that's, it's, it's always good to hear. Give, gives, goes, yeah. gives a little rating on iTunes or just mm-hmm. actually sends a message, whatever. Um, we prefer the review on iTunes, but do feel free to get in touch. <laughs> uh, but if you really like us, then uh, you can give us a bit of financial support at patreon.com slash beyondtheboxset. Mm-hmm. If you do so, you get a few little features. Um, no matter how much you pay, you get a bonus show called Beyond Beyond the Box Set, where we review films that are in cinema, mm-hmm. which is good fun. You will also be able to choose a film for us to do once a month. Um, well, one patron a month will, will get to choose a film for us. Mm-hmm. It can be a film to do on the main show, or it can be a film to do on a bonus show if it's a sequel film. Then, yeah. And finally, every patron gets a 30-second advert slot on the main show where you can talk about anything that you want to talk about. Sounds good. Yeah. Um, all that's available at patreon.com slash beyondtheboxset. Cool. Thank, Thank you very much. Thank you. We know you love box sets and the area outside of them. Do you ever wonder what people see in artists like Garth Brooks and Insane Clown Posse? There's a lot of hidden value in this music and... We want to understand why people are so dedicated to these artists. We're Think Outside the Box Set, and we almost accidentally stole the name of Beyond the Box Set. Join me, Cameron DeWitt. And me, Nathan Hunt. As we listen to artists that many people dismiss, maybe for good reason. Check out boxset.website. Or your preferred podcatcher. You've tried the best, now try the rest. Do you want to go first, or shall I go first? Yeah, you can go first if you want. Okay, so... um, Mine is going to be a sequel. Yeah, it's going to be set about six or seven years after the original, so just after the war. Okay, so just after World War II was finished. Okay. Yeah, so now the war's finished. Austria is in whatever state Austria was in at the end of the war. Great. It was in great shape. Was it? No. Okay. They were on the losing side. Cool. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what happened in the war. No. Well, spoiler alert, we won. Ah, good. Yes. Does it matter? No, not massively. Okay, sure. Yeah, as long as it is Austria again, that's pretty much it. Um, I think it is, yeah. Cool. If not, we'll skip to one of those. So, we're going to start with Max. Okay. Um, Max was the... Oh, the gay gay Uncle Max. Yes. yes. Okay, sure. Who I'm going to recast as Rami Malek. Interesting. Yeah, I like that. He's got that vibe. Yeah, Yeah, he he, he could do something. Yeah. So he's returned to Austria from 
fighting or whatever, or you know, was he fighting? I don't know for the Nazis <laughs> against the Nazis. Like, uh, I don't know, but I imagine, but I imagine that a man of that age in Austria is not going to be staying in Austria. True, true. Well, he was. He wasn't that old. I mean, he was. He seemed like he was kind of middle aged. Maybe he was too old to fight to be conscripted. Possibly. But if it matters to your story, fine. He's come back from the war. Well, whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's well, it doesn't really matter anyway. So he's helping to to rebuild the country. Okay. Um, in just whatever way that he that he can do best, and so he decides he's going to call on one of his biggest strengths, which is hosting song contests. Is this a Eurovision Song Contest origin story? Yes. Oh wow! <laughs> we really have traded places this week. What's happened? <laughs> I was going to save that for a reveal at the end, but like whatever. So yeah, he brings back the uh, the song contest that happened at the end of the first film. That okay. was for him and for his part of the country. That was like the the last thing that happened in Austria before seven years of war, or however long the war was, mm-hmm. and now. He's bringing it back just to be like, welcome back to Austria, sort of thing. Okay. You know, that's not a million miles away from what actually is the reason they started the Eurovision Song Contest. Great, well, we'll get to that. Okay, sure. Or, or you'll probably get to that once I finish this. Okay, sorry, go ahead. Yes, and so uh, he's going to do that. It's a few months away, so he starts gathering acts. Okay. He's struggling a little bit, so he decides to go to the Von Trapps and ask if... Uh, they can lend a hand. Okay. Because it'd be great seeing as they won the last one, if they could return. That'd be great to put on the flyers and say, hey, we've got the Von Trapps. Everybody'd be like, oh, the Von Trapp family. Okay. So, so they're like nationally famous. Yeah. Sure, okay. Even though they're, they're they're now happily living in, did you say Italy? I think in Italy they were. Well, they, they, I, they ended I, up I, in America. Because I, I assume they crossed into Switzerland. I think Switzerland was also... Oh, no, Switzerland stayed neutral, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, because Switzerland is neutral. Okay, no. I think in the real life story of the actual Von Trapp family... They got a train to Italy, which in fairness was also a Nazi country in World War Two, and then That's flew to thought, yeah. yeah, and then flew to America. So, but, but yeah, I mean, in the film they just said they were going to go into Switzerland, which did stay neutural, which would make sense. So, sure, let's say they were hiding in Switzerland. Um, yeah, so they're happily settled in the neighbouring country of Switzerland. They don't really have any any idea to uh, move back to Austria. Sure. So they're Maria, played by Brie Larson. Brie Larson. Why, yeah. why that choice? Well, I was trying to think of somebody who wasn't Emily Blunt. Sure, yes. Well, I was, I've had a similar train of thought, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, she's not British. Not that it matters. I'm sure, sure she can play British. Can she sing? I don't know, but I didn't know Emily Blunt could sing. True. Well, I still don't, to be honest. No. <laughs> <laughs> Meow. Uh, no, sure. Brie Lawson. Yeah. Why not? And uh, the captain, Chris Pine. Sure. Oh, you're going really American with this, then? Yeah, just people I could think of. Sure. I found okay. it quite difficult to cast these two, to be honest. Mm-hmm. James but- McAvoy. James McAvoy. Oh, yeah, that's good, actually. I do yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'll take James McAvoy instead of Chris Pine. Good. Happy to contribute. Yep. Um, so they're living in a nice big country house, which the captain was uh, awarded for helping out with the Swiss military in their attempt to remain neutral. Sure. <laughs> so just just keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. Just do nothing. Yeah, well, Stay out of it. Yeah, fine. that's... yeah. Have a house. Great advice. Ser- seriously, actually, look up like how Switzerland remained neutral through the war. Oh, okay. It is fascinating okay I've got a stat ish as a percentage of population Switzerland had or have not had um, the biggest army in the world oh, that's interesting because at a certain age everybody has to enlist okay. which doesn't happen anymore mm-hmm. um, but they do still have a fairly large army yeah I know that they have very liberal gun laws compared to the rest of Europe mm. but for whatever reason they don't have the problems that yeah. America has with that but yeah. um, and like at the time lots of their bridges and any kind of mountain passes and anything they were all rigged with explosives so Yeesh. like at a moment's notice they could just close their country and mm. just make it physically impossible to get in that is good old Swiss uh, practicality very good they, they they say that they are aggressively neutral yes <laughs> <laughs> that's good I like that yeah <laughs> Well, I mean, I guess you have to with, like, 
the whole continent around you on every, on, apart, at yeah. every border mm. is falling apart and occupied mm. by Nazis. Yeah. Actually, speaking of war, that was the little stat I had. Did you know that this film is on a list that the BBC has of films to show in the event of a nuclear fallout? Like a nuclear, if a nuclear bomb was dropped on Britain, yeah. this is what the BBC will play afterwards to keep the survivors' spirits up. <laughs> mm. I like it. I like it. Um, can you think of any bad examples? You know, like Terminator or something. Terminator, When the Wind Blows. Um, don't know. <laughs> Hereditary. Hereditary. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a distraction. <laughs> I mean, I was more thinking any kind of nuclear apocalypse film, like Mad Max or something. Yeah, what's that? But, uh, what's that Will Smith one? I am legend. I am legend, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> okay, well, anyway, so Max is with uh, Maria and a captain mm-hmm. um, in Switzerland. Sure. Um, he speaks to them, asks if they would like to enter the, enter the song contest as the honorary guests and returning champions. Um, they see that as a family, it'll be too much for them mm-hmm. because some of the kids have left home and... Others are they're too busy with their studies and they, have, they don't have time to rehearse and prepare. And so Max is like, well, I, I really need something to you know, to put on the posters. It's not just going to be random musicians that people haven't heard of. It needs to be, it needs to have a, a catch, a thing mm-hmm. that's going to really excite people. Maria has an idea. Okay. So she travels back to Austria with Max. And uh, so they go back to our abbey. There she has a big reunion with all the fellow nuns. Okay. This is where I'm going to reveal the title to you. Sound of Music 2, Back in the Habit. Very good, very good. I like it. Mm-hmm. Happy with that. And yes, this idea is written around using that title. Good, okay, yeah. sure. So she stays with them for a few weeks and helps them become a very well-managed choir. Um, we then get a lot of the same plot points as Sister Act, which I've not watched in preparation for this, but sorry. <laughs> um, I know Sister Act 2 way better. Yeah. Back in the Habit. And it's got Lauren Hill in it, and so it's got. It's just, it's, it, it, I mean, the yeah, as sequels it's a lot, go, it's a lot more colourful film. Sure, sure, sure. I do like the first one a lot, though. So yeah, that's pretty much the the, the bulk of it. The film's going to conclude with the song contest actually happening. Mm-hmm. Other acts include cameo appearances from Julie Andrews, Christopher Plummer, and of course Whoopi Goldberg through her and there. Sure. Okay. Don't know what she don't know what she's doing in like Austria in the fifties, but sure. Yeah, <laughs> not being treated terribly well. <laughs> <I don't imagine. laughs> yeah, uh, the show is a massive success. Mm-hmm. Um, the nuns take home the award, and uh, Gay Uncle Max is the talk of the town. He goes on to host a fabulous after party. Great. And then we then get we then get a montage over the next few years of his show as it gets bigger and better every year. Until eventually, a decade later, in 1956, he gets a telegram through the mail from Switzerland. Um, somebody is asking him to come and help build a show for them, which they hope will reunite the continent. The head of the paper reads the Eurovision Broadcasting Company. Oh, wow, you really did your research on this. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Turns, turns out the first Eurovision was uh, Lugano, I think it is. Pronounced in Switzerland, yes. In 1956. I was about to drop that little stat on yeah. him, but you, you beat me. <laughs> I'm so proud. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's, it was kind of going that way, and I was just like, let me just have a quick look up, mm-hmm. see when when the first Eurovision was, if it's around this time, and just mm-hmm. like, oh, it is, oh, it's next door. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah, that all fits. That's convenient. Yeah. So, um, yes, that is at the Sound of Music Two back in Habit. I like it. I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what have you got for me then? Okay, I have some smaller ideas as well this week. I have a few small mm-hmm. ones rather than one big one. So, my first one is very quick. It takes place immediately afterwards. Mm-hmm. They are hiking over the Alps. It's taking them a long time. So it's, it's Maria and the captain and the seven children mm-hmm. hiking over the mountains, trying to survive, you know, having to live off the land, you know. And they start getting hunted oh. by some kind of terrible killing machine creature mm-hmm. that hunts using hypersensitivity to sound. 
<laughs> All right. So this is the sound of no music, otherwise known as a quiet place sound, sound of music of, edition. The sound of no music. Well, it really struck like me in this. Fi- <laughs> well, it really struck me in this film that like Julie Andrews just could not stop singing. Yeah. So like, what would it be like if they if, had she, to, if she was Emily Blunt? If she was Emily Blunt, and yeah, the, the, the comparisons are already there. Mm-hmm. The, the Julie Andrews, Emily Blunt. Mm-hmm. There's been crossover recently with the Mary mm-hmm. Poppins remake or sequel, whatever you're going to yeah. term it as. So yeah, what if, did what if Julie Andrews had? I guess I'm thinking, yeah, Emily Blunt can come back again. Yeah, yeah, sure. But maybe she, maybe she's also playing her own great grandmother or something. <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny? If Emily Blunt's character from A Quiet Place's surname was Von Trapp before she got married. <laughs> that would be a, a, an M Night Shyamalan style twist. Oh yes, like, it would. <laughs> yeah. The same thing happens to my great grandmother when she escaped escaping the Nazis in in, in, in Austria in the 1940s, mm-hmm. 30s. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, I'm just thinking it could be a very good... I like the idea of them all... They touch on it a little bit in the nunnery scene where they actually have to not sing mm. and they have to be really super quiet and stuff. So I think that'd be really interesting. Mm-hmm. And also there's a lot of kids to pick off so you can really ramp up the tension. Because mm. you know? in A Quiet Place, only John Krasinski dies, doesn't he? Like there's a younger child who dies so, at the yeah. very beginning. Mm. But yeah, this one you've got loads that nobody cares about, you know. Yeah. So right. just keep lies on a little grass all around until near the end. <laughs> the rest can go. So. Yeah. Yeah, that was about it really. I like it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Second was just a general discussion about, I want to have with you, like, how would you pitch the inevitable 21st, now that Mary Poppins has been remade and been made loads of money, mm. and they've already announced they're making a sequel. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, come on, it worked. Don't bleed it dry, man. <laughs> but they're going to. So it feels inevitable that there's going to be a Sound of Music reboot mm-hmm. sooner rather than later. What do you think that might look like? A reboot? So well, a, a remake? Remake, reboot, in the style of Mary Poppins, I guess, yeah. So let's say they're going to do a similar thing where rather than just remake the film shot for shot, mm. they'll do, like, She Returns or something. Mm-hmm. Well, I think... Ooh, I don't know if you can do it with, like, maybe they've all grown up and it's one of the kids this time. Well, I was thinking maybe Lies or, or Gretel. Mm. Maybe we'll say, like, we do just like Mary Poppins, maybe 30 years has gone past and... Let's say it's Gretel, because she's a bit younger. She has now grown up and had like maybe seven kids of her own. Mm-hmm. A very fertile family. you know. Mm-hmm. And then maybe her husband's died, or maybe she's died. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's probably less depressing if her husband who never met is dead. I don't yeah. know. And so, you know, stepmother Julie, Maria von Trapp, maybe the captain's also passed away, so she moves in with her stepdaughter to mm-hmm. kind of help raise this new flock of kids. And mm-hmm. it's kind of a modern day updates and maybe they have a lot of similar problems but it's more tied to the modern world mm-hmm. or the modern world being the 1970s like late 60s yeah like maybe Beatlemania is sweeping the globe okay yeah. and so all of these kids instead of just being sweet little like you know culty religious weirdos are all super like screaming Beatles fans and mm-hmm. like they're really rebellious you know they're, sm- they're smoking they're taking drugs and she's still trying to you know get them excited with songs about goat herds and stuff and maybe that's like the, maybe that's the dramatic tension of the film is that she's kind of not in fashion anymore, and she I don't mm-hmm. know she was ever supposed to be fashionable, but you know the kids are pretty open to her in the original film. Yeah, maybe in this one she's got to contend with the fact that she's kind of not um, you know kids today they're not as easily impressed as the kids were back in the nineteen thirties. So mm. she's got to try some new tactics. Maybe she has to try and get a bit more hip. She has to get a bit down with the kids. So ooh, I like that. Yeah, yeah. So she's trying to like update her personal style. Mm-hmm. She's going to go in for maybe she goes to a festival. Maybe maybe she goes to Woodstock or something with her <laughs> with her great with her grandchildren. Uh, okay, now the question is: Yes, if she's going to Woodstock, yeah, obviously that's in America. Yeah, what's her accent? What's her language? What's going on? 
Good question. I think it just still what, just what, be, if, what if he runs into any Brits? I think it should still be full British, mm-hmm. and we're just going to be like <gasps> the British people are or Austrian. Like yeah, cast Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. as <laughs> as like uh, yeah the prime minister. Well, not the prime minister. Pri- as as no, just, like, just some, some, some other British some person Brits, who's, who's some, turned up to Woodstock. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just, Bob Dylan as Bob. He's American. Is he? Oh, sorry. Yes. Damn. Yeah. That would have been good otherwise. Yeah. But yeah, I like that. He just Mick Jagger. Yeah, I mean, sure. Yeah, <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger is Mick Jagger. <laughs> they the look moves like, like Schwarzenegger. Yeah, yeah, they look the same. <laughs> <laughs> so Maroon Five's singles history would not be that good anymore. No, <laughs> be different. Uh, but yeah, so I think it's the whole film is going to follow her as she tries to update her style and try, tries to get the kids to engage with her and stuff. And maybe mm-hmm. she has some failures, and maybe she, maybe she goes on a bit. Maybe she accidentally takes some LSD, you know, she gets involved in the mm-hmm. whole free love thing in the sixties, and she learns from them. They learn from her, mm-hmm. and then it all works out happily ever after. You know? Yeah, yeah, mm, I like it. So yeah, I think that I like that. I did the more I think about it, like mm-hmm. just Julie Andrews trying to, or the character. I guess because she was quite rebellious anyway. Mm. Maybe she actually really likes this new rebellious. Now she can be like, <laughs> women's liberation and all that. Maybe she's yeah. like, "Oh, this is amazing." Yeah, yeah. Like, she's well into it. And she's got some very rousing songs about it. Like, sure. Yeah. Uh, and finally, my final idea was a remake of the film, a straight remake rather than a sequel. Mm. This one being directed by Tim Burton. Oh. Yeah. Because I was thinking, when, remember when Tim Burton did Sweeney Todd? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I was feeling it could be something like that. So it'd be just a, lot, a much darker take on the story. Can it get much darker physically? Well, yeah, obviously, yeah. But um, I think Tim Burton could probably do something with the whole Nazi angle and stuff. Mm. Like, I like the idea they could maybe make it a little bit. F- if he does his usual thing of casting Helena Bonham Carter, who isn't the best singer, <laughs> but maybe in this version, in this version, I was thinking in her head she has an amazing singing voice, mm-hmm. so she hears herself with the Julie Andrews trill. But in reality, she's a terrible singer, mm. and so what everyone else hears is like Helena Bonham Carter, just mm-hmm. you know. Whiskey voice. <laughs> so kind of like a Florence Foster Jenkins thing. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah so. Okay, yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, Yes, and I, I just feel like I'd like the... It's going to follow the same basic story beats. Maybe the kids are a lot, again, they're a lot more badly behaved and stuff. Mm. It's, it's Tim Burton, so they're going to be, you know, a little bit more weird and wonderful. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I was just thinking it could be a nice mix between Sweeney Todd and Edward Scissorhands and all the Tim, the good Tim Burton stuff. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's definitely something. Yeah. Which of those three do you think... Uh, he would hmm. I think probably the Tim Burton thing does sound like it's I think that's yeah I don't think I've doing, quite... something, doing something brand new in a, in a in a different direction yeah Um. I mean there's not much with A Quiet Place let's be no honest. that's it's, pretty much oh well it, it, it was A Quiet it, Place it, so. it, 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 it's a good pun and a little casting crossover but yeah um, yeah I think the Tim Burton one's probably the uh, the most exciting of those cool yeah I'm into it yeah right. cool alright well listener submissions then Let's go for it. What have you got this week? I have not too many. Cool. Paul Brennan mm-hmm. um, says a documentary-style comedy about the various antics in the convent that Maria is from. Probably best as a prequel because Maria is mischievous and would therefore make a wacky friend character. Nice, yeah. So essentially, a sitcom set in a nunnery. Okay, I can get on board with that. Yeah. I can definitely get on board with that. Yeah. Because well, you got you got the wacky one. Yeah. You got the bitchy one. Mm-hmm. You got the mother superior who probably just goes off on one all the time. Sure. Add a few others, but yeah, you've you've got yourself a good cast there. I think. Yeah, I think that works. Yeah, I think I can get bored with that. That'd be. We'll have like a. Will it be Big Bang Theory style, like big laugh, heavy laugh track? I think like, it would. Yes. Yeah, like very broad. Mm, yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Probably a, a lot of poorly written humor that's 
you know, at everybody else's expense. Sure, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay, so Dante Pinot says, Sound of Music 2, The Great Depression. Mm-hmm. A continuation of the story with a full recast. Emily Blunt in Julie Andrews' role, of course. As she is now the Julie Andrews lookalike. And follow the true story of the family, losing their money in the Great Depression, and having to be taught how to sing professionally by Father Franz Wasner, so they could tour Europe and the US. Oh, so that's based on the true story of the family? Apparently, yeah. I mean, yeah. Could you be interesting. I, that would actually make a good film. Yeah. Very different film. Mm. Very different film. There must be a documentary or something out there. Yeah, I guess. Well, obviously Dante's watched it. Yeah. <laughs> and then one more I've got um, from uh, Hallie Klein from uh, the Quiz and Hers podcast. Uh-huh. Um, she said, Sound of Music 2, Nuns of Steel. Mm-hmm. Um, and Maria feels like she needs to help the other nuns escape the Nazis, so she goes back to the Abbey, and all the nuns have started to fight instead of run. So she joins them, and they collect weapons and battle the Nazis, and obviously win. Nuns versus Nazis. Yeah. Like it. And then her uh, her podcasting partner, uh, Justin Landy, has, uh, has commented on that and said, uh, Hallie, we need to consult better on these things because that is way better than the horseshit I pitched on the Quiz and Her's Twitter account. So over to you, John. Okay, well, I'll, <laughs> no, that's, I'll start with that one then, yeah. So at Quiz and Her's, I guess Justin. Justin, yeah. Justin from at, Quiz, from at Quiz and Her's said, The sound of electronic dance music. The last descendant of the Von Trapp clan abandons his family's history of singing to become a DJ. Oh, I like it. Yeah, see, I think that's good. Yeah. yeah. Also something topical about fighting against modern-day neo-Nazis, like, you know, make America great again kind of okay, types. So. sure, something. Yeah. Uh, okay, a few more we had. Stuart Jip said, the sawned of music. Uh, the Von Trapps mm. get put in a bunch of actual traps, you know, like the film Saw. Oh, uh, uh, right, yeah. The Von I, Trapps I, in traps. I thought it meant sawned, like you apply for a sawn for your vehicle if you're putting it off the road. What's <laughs> a like, sawn? Um, statutory off-road notice. I've never heard of that before. Fair enough. Um. <laughs> it's essentially saying I'm not paying tax on this because it's not an active vehicle. Uh, okay, sure. Uh, no, it's not that. It is the von traps in traps. Cool. That sounds that sounds way funner. Yes. So, <laughs> <laughs> like just dodging tax and <laughs> vehicle yeah. insurance or whatever. The sound of tax evasion. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he's done a little bit of dialogue. Mm-hmm. He said it. Uh, I guess it's supposed to be Jigsaw from the Saw movies. Mm. Uh, Hello, Von Trapps. You have spent your lives having a name which sounds the same as the thing that I have put you in. Now you must make a choice. I have placed a few of your favourite things high on a hill with a lonely goat herd. <laughs> Look, I don't know where I'm going with this. Fuck off. So. <laughs> no, I like it. That's yeah, good. Cool. Um, Adam Kushner said, Liesel Weapon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It writes itself. Ellen Ripley said, The hills literally come alive, devouring Innsbruck. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, Adam Bailey said, The Sound of Hearing Loss. Mm-hmm. Guess Julie goes deaf, I don't know. Lewis Michael Powell said, The Shape of Music, Ooh. a film about having sex with a man made entirely of strudel. <laughs> she does say it's one of her favourite things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is strudel? It's like a pastry. Oh, okay. Uh, it's like a pastry yeah, yeah, with... Yeah. Did you ever eat any when you were around? You might have done, yeah. Yeah, it's like a pastry with like sweet fruits, sweet fruity things in, inside mm. it, so... Yeah. I think they're usually vegetarian, so yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Devin Rubink said the speed of music starring Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock yep. yeah yeah speed yep no I, I know it's, it's got one of the best sequel titles of all time sure uh, Adam Bailey yeah indeed Adam Bailey also said the sound of music of Vienna Drift like Tokyo Drift yeah yeah, yeah. okay sure mm-hmm. Tess Sullivan said the sound of music 2 revenge of the lonely goat herd oh there we go mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and Dave McCormick said the hound of music about a tuneful but misunderstood and headstrong German shepherd <laughs> sure yeah at Contrarian Prime said years pass the Von Trapp kids grow older and develop their own musical taste 
They're done with all this Broadway bullshit. They want to be edgy. They want to get down. They don't care about Nazis. They want to party. It's the sound of funk. <laughs> yep. Are we good? Uh, Cinema Recall, at Cinema underscore Recall, said, I'm not sure what actually is going to happen in the sequel, but I want to see the Von Trapp family join up with the Inglorious Bastards and take out some more Nazis. Oh, okay. Uh, Blokebusters, at Blokebusters, said, The hills do indeed come alive as a rock slide crushes the family as they attempt to escape. (laughs) Maria is the only survivor and attempts to use dark magic to resurrect her family. Dark magic? Yeah, so she gave up on God, right? Went straight to Satan. Uh, this succeeds, but the dark magic continues to work, leading to zombies rising throughout the years, mm-hmm. with the Von Trapp family staying to destroy any that make it off the mountain. However, they are eventually overrun, and they cause another rock slide to prevent the zombies from leaving as a last attempt to contain it. Then, many years later, dead snow occurs. It's a film. Dead snow. Zombies in snow. I've, I've not heard of it. No, maybe we'll do it sometime. Okay. I didn't ask sequels. Yeah, very good. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Sort of Sound of Music meets Walking Dead. I, lo- I love a... Um... A ridiculous zombie apocalypse connection. Yes. And the Sound of Music has a great shout for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Louise Elizabeth Ball, who suggested this film, oh, yeah. said The Sound of Silence, a modern day retelling featuring World War Three and disastrous consequences. Oh. A bit dark, but sure. And finally, Ross Burton said, I always thought they focused on the wrong bit of the story for this film. I'd like to see what happens after the end of the film, where they run away over the mountains into Switzerland. Well, I think we covered that. The sequel will be closer in tone to Inglorious Bastards. Mm. Again, people are obsessed. Uh, it's a good film. Is there, a, is there an explicit connection between The Sound of Music and Inglorious Bastards, apart from Nazis? Just Nazis in Europe and stuff. Fair enough. Uh, and it will be called The Hills Are Alive with The Sound of Nazis. Ah, okay. Very good, Ross. Very yeah. good. Yeah. And those are our listener submissions for this week. If you have any sequel ideas for The Sound of Music or any films we've done in the past, please let us know. We are Beyond the Box Set. You can find us at beyondtheboxset.com. Our podcast is available on all good podcasting platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, Acast, Google Play, Stitcher, and many more. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Just search Beyond the Box Set or at Beyond the Box Set for Twitter. And our Patreon page is patreon.com forward slash Beyond the Box Set. And we have exclusive merch available for sale at tpublic.com slash Beyond the Box Set. Mm. And uh, also, if you go to our, our website, as John said, beyondtheboxset.com, you can find our 100th episode live. Mm-hmm. Um, Do which, check it out. Yes. And uh, if anybody, if, if, if you have already checked it out and you've listened to it, then you'll know that me and John did a choose your own adventure for mm-hmm. our E.T. sequel pitch, um, which took us a long, long time to do. So long, in fact, that um, we decided to publish it online so that you, listeners, can go and choose your own adventure rather than just listen to the uh, the audience choose theirs. Yeah. So if you go to beyondtheboxset.com, you'll see we've got a blog post up, and uh, that's it. Cool. You'll see it, you'll find it. It's good fun. Yeah, hope you have fun with it. Mm. Cool. Uh, so, Harry, what are we doing next week? Okay, well, next week we are we're starting a season. Yay, um, season. Yeah, we're going to do a season of like four or five movies. Um, and it's all going to be films based off games. Oh, nice. Not just video games. could be board games or... I don't know, what, what, what other kind of games are there? Mind games? Mind games. <laughs> yeah, it could be films based on mind games. Um, sex games. Mm-hmm. What else? Um, think playground games? Playground games, yeah. Reindeer like, games? Ra- ra- reindeer games? Like, you know, the song. Join in any reindeer games. Never heard that song in my life before. No, no, the song is Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. They wouldn't let poor Rudolph join in any reindeer games. Oh, okay, Enough. sure. Yeah. There's also a film called Reindeer Games. Right. Ben Affleck. Okay. Yes. Are we doing that? Maybe. Okay. Not next week, though. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's, um, I might save it for next Christmas. 
Sure, sure. Um, so, yeah, next week to kick off the season, we've actually got Phil Better coming on the show, and uh, he's brought Battleship with him. Battleship, okay. Which, uh, great premise for a film. Let's get a nice boring board game. <laughs> it's very simple, and uh, let's turn that into a film, and you know what, let's put Liam Neeson and Rihanna in it and see if it works. How could it fail? Yeah. So, uh, join us next week for Battleship. It should be great fun. Can't wait to see you then. Cool. <laughs> Bye. Bye. What is it you can't face? 